Hello, welcome to the Snowboard Instructor Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well and ready for the season ahead. Just a quick few updates on what's going on with the Snowboard Instructor Podcast. I know we sort of, we've been away and we just sort of finished season one. Um, we're starting on season two. We've already done a few episodes and, you know, that'll come over in the near future as the season sort of gets ready. We have other projects in mind and what we've talked about um, to do with this brand. Again, all in the name of just pushing the snow sports instructor community and making it as good and as big as we possibly can. We also was at the NEC last Saturday and Sunday. You know, we had our own stand and thank you for everyone who, you know, came and talked to us um, about anything snowboard and even ski related. And that's sort of what these episodes are going to be about, these sort of mini episodes that were going to be 10, 15 minutes long, where we're just going to be talking to the exhibitors that we managed to sit down. Um, the, our first one in, on this episode is going to be Flossie, who owns Free Flow Ski Coaching and Touring. She was definitely one of the highlights of the NEC. You know, speaking to her was absolutely amazing. And as you see by this chat, she was super interesting in some of the stuff we were talking about. This episode is sponsored by The Shred Shed, a clothing brand focusing on the indoor skiing and snowboarding scene of the UK domes and really pushing that sort of agenda. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode and, as usual, see you in the next one. Welcome. Oh, thank you. It's so good to be here. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Uh, this, again, this is going to be like a short sort of interview. Have a little chat, talking about, you know, we, we already chatted to you uh, on the, you know, sort of uh, the video we did uh, earlier. And uh, now obviously we on our YouTube or Facebook or whatever, wherever we put it on. Um, yeah, how, how are you so far finding it? You... Oh, is, is this off, off audio? Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, no, it's good, I love it. Yeah, yeah it's really super, good. super, I'm so tired. Yeah, I'm pretty knackered to be yeah, honest. Yeah, man. Um, I'm, but I'm learning though, you know, from my own business point of view, you know, I look at you guys and other really good fit, and, you know, all the equipment and yeah. to have a stand, I think that is the way to go, isn't mm. it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm hanging off another person's stand is great because it's free, <laughs> but it doesn't really... It's, it's not, yeah, I quite like the, it's not just a bunch of, you know, it's people just selling like half-baked products that you, yeah. that we got to end of, at the end of some ski shows. And it's yeah, literally yeah. a lot of people putting effort into their products and selling it and, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, and it's not, not just that, like I see with the podcast and you guys with your courses and stuff, which is like super amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked about it earlier, but do you want to just do a quick overview about, you know, your, your courses and... What sort of product do you offer? And yes. with, with, with free flow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Are we on? Are we on? We're, we're on. We're on. We're oh, on. great. So um, yeah, so free flow is kind of the brand. You know what's really interesting is the name because the name's like free riding. Yeah. And um, and then the flow is actually an element of the skiing. I know you guys are into snowboarding. Super into that. Yeah. But we're in. But the flow still works for the snowboarding <laughs> and the skiing sides, and uh, it's so important. You know, linking those turns, getting that rhythm together, um, and then initiating the the new. The new turn, the new adventure. <laughs> if you go for the bigger picture, t t tell so, you what, we, we that's not really a thing that much people talk about. Is the the flow aspects in in skiing or snowboarding? Like when we talk about skiing and snowboarding, we we normally just go, oh, stand right on your skis, um, making sure you have your control of speed and control of line fairly. But we don't talk about the actual flow aspect of how to how it looks like when we're flowing from one turn to the other. Make sure 
you know, yeah, I wonder why mirrors. we don't. Like, it's not, it's not an input really. It's like sort of an, an extra thing that yeah. they add on. But I think there's, um, I find like on the teaching side of aspect. I mean, it all depends on the instructor. You know, yeah. they can if it's snowboarding or ski instructing. Some can have a really fixed mindset, and they always just go to what they know and it's normally about the technique yeah and I often think oh my god no come on look outside the box like you know pick up on the terrain um, look at the equipment you know whether it's the boots or the board that can you know really Affect block it. you as well I do find like you can get a lot of teachers that are really just yeah. you know they get stuck yeah, they do get stuck onto that end and they, they yeah they're sort of like oh I don't really know what to talk about or what, how to interact into a way where it makes it understandable like yeah and how to deliver yeah, and how to get to the communicate best properly. so I on a teaching point of view I've done well you know I don't know if I, I can't really say last month or last <laughs> year because I didn't do much teaching at all but I did manage to do some really cool yeah. shredding Whoa. and that's on top of the uh, we like we like to call it <laughs> talk about shredding and powder <laughs> and um yeah i managed to ski off the summit of mont blanc in june the 10th oh, and that was shredding that's just literally a destination that everyone goes to i remember we were talking to neil McNabb um with McNabb snowboarding and he takes people to mont blanc um all, mont blanc like all the time um just for like touring because it's just got that name behind it like yeah we want to go yeah. to that mountain and to do the backcountry do the touring it's, it's definitely on the, nice. the bucket list to do but yeah. it's, you need to have the great respect like when you're out there in the mountain whether you're shredding on the skis mm. or riding you've got to really give the mountain the yeah. most biggest respect and with that mountain it's so complicated because you're working on you know glaciated terrain and um, you've got a massive range of of elements that are going to change so we started from around 1400 meters and we ski toured up and throughout the journey of getting through to the top to 4810 you know the weather changes the the wind changes so you've got different aspects with that then you've got the warming the cooling down and yeah it's a lot more complicated yeah so. i've recently going through all my mountain safety stuff as i'm oh, on my level three awesome. and like there's so much content that you have to digest super interesting like it's so good to know about this stuff um like you know for example when you're skiing down or snowboarding down like maybe sometimes it's not the best idea you think that oh if that person in front is taking that line maybe i should take the line with him sometimes that's not the best idea because you you, you might go over a bit that they didn't go over and it's just yeah totally like i um I mean, I don't do big high mountain ranges because I'm not, I mean, I'm a qualified mountain leader and obviously I've got like climbing qualifications as well. But um, I try and keep sort of to lower mountains and backcountry yeah. and less complicated. Um, but I do do a lot of guiding in the graph and um, that's like my patch and that's like Shredville. And um, I find that, you know, people just follow tracks. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, if I follow tracks, it's going to be all right. You know, it hasn't avalanched or, you know, I know where to go. And, you know, you, no, it's so not the case. No. Yeah. So, you know, avalanches can really slide yeah. from, any, you know, anything, not just number one, number two, but it can go, you know, like four or five out of the pack or the third or fourth person. It, you know, don't always look at something that's skied out or snowboarded out, you know, and there's tracks in it that's safe. Yeah. You need to sort of read the mountain you know pick up what the signs are telling you and then to you know make those decisions so making right decisions in avalanche training 
it, it takes years, but you know, if you've got an open mindset and a passion for it, the information is out there, and the no- local knowledge you can get is, um, you know, next to none. Oh yeah, super. Like, is there anything you want to? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's quite interesting. To be fair, regarding the avalanche stuff, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I can see actually from that point you not taking that same path as someone else because I could see yeah maybe that that like that bit said another piece was got disturbed to that point where it's um, beforehand and now it's just kind of teetering on that edge I've seen a lot of avalanches go Um, obviously I'm in the the backcountry all the time because I specialise free flow skiing in the backcountry and um, I've seen I've seen you know places where it's been skied out and, um, you know, it's, it's literally taken three or four days after the powder come in and there's been like a, a one-person points release and it's just gone. So uh, it's, just, it's just that little trigger that can cause yeah. it and you just, you just don't know. Yeah. It. Even if you're super careful, stuff like this Yeah, happens. it's the great white. I mean, I think a lot of people yeah. do, you know, they do some extreme things and, you know, without go out in the backcountry... And they're not equipped. Like yeah. not many people I find talk about the equipment, like the safety equipment. And I often, oh my god, I often go to my clients and I'm like, right, okay, who's uh, who's got the first aid kit? And everyone goes quiet. And has anyone got any spare batteries? And everyone goes quiet. So it's one of those things that I really make sure that you know, in my waypointing when I'm when I'm sort of plan routes especially with clients I go on routes that I know anyway and I have different waypoints where I put in time where I'm meeting this but I've got to make sure that all my you know clients are carrying the right things and everything's covered for you know eventuality yeah and also trained and talk about it you know so I'm always like you know coming up and I'll come to a particular aspect you know just say like a north face and it's a 42 degrees and it's looking fantastic you know we're out in the back country and we want to rip down this i'll often before going down i'll be like right where are we and then everyone will be like looking at me and it's so important to actually know exactly where you are on the map um you know know exactly if you've got any signal um on your phone how you're going to call for help you know and then i'm often you know speaking to my clients and i'm like right if I go down now, you know, and an avalanche comes, you know, who's going to be the leader? And I really, a really good takeaway, which from everyone can, is actually to work out who's going to be a leader and take control of that situation if an avalanche does happen. So there's so many different, you know, tools that you can really grow and use and just make you safer and, you know, your friends safer as well. Is there, is there any other sort of advice you'd give people in, in, if they ever you know de- deal with that sort of stuff and they ever decide to go out of the backcountry, hopefully with a tour guide or you know with the right equipment? And... Yeah, I mean preparation. So um, there's a few golden rules that I uh, have kept me alive. Um, that I'm still here today after you know 24 years. So um, yeah, one of them is really that I always check with the people I'm with and the clients of when they've actually done a transceiver search. Now everyone said, oh, I've done a transceiver search, you know, last year. You know what? Last year is not good for me. Like I don't want to go out with people that haven't, you know, done a recent transceiver search and are not confident in how to to use their equipment. Um, so I'm always gathering that information. So transceiver search, I think everyone takes it really lightly. And I really think the more you do throughout the season, and even if it's in the woods, if you're at home and you're not in the mountains, it's so important to keep practicing, keep reading up, 
you know, and, and using all the time. So definitely equipment. And um, another thing that I always do as well is like I have different apps on the phone and I make sure that my clients will actually have, but like, we've got an iPhigenia map and it's really interesting tool to have. Um, you can download it, it's 13 euros, um, you know, in the French Alps. And literally you can turn it on without any signal and you can literally pinpoint where, you know, where you are and you can actually get the GPS reading. So you can actually read off this GPS reading. So if I go down and, you know, help is needed, then clients and friends know exactly, you know, where it is and they can call in. So um, lots of lots of takeaways, you know. I could talk all day about all this. Yeah, this is so super <laughs> cool. Like, I feel like we should have you properly on. Like, yeah, like it's so, so important. And I think, you know, I'm not one of those. It's really interesting how I had teach and guide. Um, I think it's similar to a lot of people in some ways, but I have sort of a management of risk. So if I'm going out with, you know, friends that I know can ski well um, or snowboard well, I mean, I've got a great friend, snowboarder, um, Paul in Les Deux-Alp, and we often go off and um, we've done like the electric couloir in Les, Les ah, Deux-Alp, which is awesome. But, you know, it's building that trust up with your back backcountry mm. partners and off-piece when you're shredding and really understanding their mind, their ability, you know, making sure they have transceivers check and all the rescue gear, you know, because really, if they're not up to scratch, it's your, your life that is depending on it. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much. Um, plug yourself in for me. Uh, oh, just, just... I don't know where to start. So it's <laughs> Free Flow Ski is the winter website. So I do um, coaching workshops as well. Mm. I'm mega excited about this season because I've just launched a online course um, for how to get into ski touring. And you can find more information on skitouringkickstarter.com. Now that's something for everyone, for like skiers um, and snowboarders, you can have a look. Okay, the equipment's slightly different, but really, you know, the technical side and the breathability and different ways of how to get into, um, you know, the backcountry. It's really good. So that's different. And also you can find me on my YouTube channel, um, Free Flow Floss as well. And that's that's um, for skiers. I mean, it's skiers, but you can still learn a lot. I've still got a lot of snowboarding friends that, that watch it because I give tips on how to be safe in the backcountry and off-piece and equipment reviews and things like that. So, yeah. Great.